Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, Gotta get right down to it. The Dodgers have just won the NLCS, as I said. Uh, Dave Roberts did not play Clayton Kershaw. And the Dodgers bats, while quiet for most of the game, got just enough to get him over the finish line with a 4-3 victory. Uh, Game-winning home run by uh, 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 Bellinger. Uh, You know, Cody Bellinger almost this... I think he did dislocate his shoulder, to be honest, uh, celebrating the home run. Uh, But listen, the Dodgers were the best team in the NL. We all know this. The fact of the matter is the Dodgers still have issues getting out of their own way. If they had struggled with their confidence against the Braves in the way that they did, uh, if they had done that, um, if they had struggled with their confidence uh, the way they did with the Braves against uh, when they played the Padres in a five-game series, Padres would have beaten them. I firmly believe that. You know, they had a little bit of a a letdown after beating the Padres because people didn't think they were going to beat the Padres. No matter what they want to say, they were not confident about beating the Padres, and, and and you know L.A. went up a gear. They took the foot off the gas pedal. Braves punched them in the mouth. Then they had a scramble, especially after the absolute clunker uh, Kershaw gave them. But you know, being down three one, Dodgers kind of recentered, got back into it, took care of business. But bottom line, you know. I look at this World Series matchup and say between Tampa's ability to play small ball and put you in awkward situations that you don't want to be in and the Dodgers' inability necessarily to seize the moment and just play within themselves, I think that's the difference in this series. Dodgers have way more talent than Tampa, but I think Tampa wins this in six. I really believe that. I think Tampa takes this World Series in six. I think, you know, Kershaw cannot hide. You know, even though this matchup, this matchup should be the most favorable to Kershaw. Kershaw, as a lefty against Tampa's lineup, should be able to get those bats out as a left-handed pitcher. He should. Will he? I don't think so. You know, I've been banging on this for over three years now. People finally starting to come around to this that Kershaw just isn't a good postseason pitcher. They kept saying it's a small sample size, it's a small sample size. No, you watch his performances in the postseason, it's not a sample size. It literally is a mentality issue. He has all the ability to get it done, but you know, for whatever reason, he can't get out of his own shadow when it comes to the big moments. And some guys are just not wired for large scale moments when all the pressure's on. You know, even with this being a pandemic and not having fans, he was still imploding. I don't know what else you can do for him. 
this World Series, they're going to ramp up uh, the fan attendance. So uh, they're thinking somewhere between ten and 20,000 fans are actually going to be in the stadium in Texas. Uh, of course, they would do it in Texas in a hot spot, bringing fans in. But that's another story altogether. I'm, I'm not I'm not doing it tonight. Um, but bottom line, I just look at this situation and I think Tampa takes this one. I think they take it as six and we go from there. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to be a story about Andrew Friedman. Who is Andrew Friedman? He is the architect of both of these teams. Andrew Friedman spent years putting together the Tampa Bay. Uh, well, back then it was the Devil Rays, but now the Rays. And he is now the president of baseball operations for the Dodgers. You know, he was, uh, I think it was like, uh, I think he won executive of the year. And, and when Tampa made their, um, their run to uh, their run to the, uh, the world series back in 2008. I, 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 I think I have that right. So I think he won the executive year in 2008. He stayed in Tampa for, uh, number of years then came over to the Dodgers I believe it was it was after that disastrous trade with the Red Sox uh basically where they gifted the Red Sox a World Series uh where the Dodgers gifted the, the Red Sox a World Series in 2013 uh by trading the uh, by basically uh, uh, tr- trading them uh, for um uh, Adrian Gonzalez, like I mean, there were just so many guys offloaded in a cash dump uh, that benefited the Red Sox tremendously. That I will never forgive the Dodgers for that. It was such a stupid trade, such a stupid trade that it gave the uh, Red Sox the cap flexibility to, to make uh, to make the run that they did. Never forgive the Dodgers for that. But um, yeah, so uh, Friedman came over and. So I want to say that had to be 2014. And then, uh, you know, the Dodgers, uh, you know, started going heavy into the analytics. Uh, you know, get they got rid of, uh, you know, like kind of like, again, they traded for Hanley Ramirez when Ramirez was clear. Hanley was clearly on the downslope. Uh, you know, it was just, man, that, that trade with that trade with Boston. Oh, God, I, I never get over that one. But um, bottom line, uh, Dodgers have been heavy in the analytics the entire way through. You know, they've uh, let a lot of guys go through. But, you know, one of some of the core pieces of this run, you know, you got Justin Turner, Kenley Jansen, uh, you know, in spite of Kershaw's inability to pitch in the postseason, Kershaw is a big piece of, of the regular season mix. Then you you got uh, you know the homegrown folks that uh, uh, Friedman put together, where it's Walker Bueller, uh, Urias just had a standout performance in Game Seven, giving them the length when their bullpen is hot garbage. But Urias uh, uh, pulled them through because while Urias still isn't a true starter uh, that can go six plus innings. You know, if you need him to give you three and some change, he can be absolutely dominant. He was tonight. 
you know, I I, I kind of I'm kind of kicking myself because realistically, I should have been thinking a little bit more about the possibility of playing Urias uh, in a DFS showdown lineup, even at his price tag, because he he wasn't going to come cheap. But I should have been thinking about that. But you know, uh, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. The Dodgers are clearly more talented. But the philosophy of both teams are exactly the same. And so when I'm looking at it from an objective standpoint, the Rays know exactly how to beat the Dodgers because it's just more talented version of themselves. What do they not like to do? How do you play uh, some small ball and basically use the analytics against them? This is something that is very very comprehensive as to how Tampa's going to go about this because Tampa's has the stronger bullpen mainly because they the roster is so cheap that they didn't have to worry about that Dodgers their roster is getting increasingly bloated because they gave that extension to Kershaw which again you can go back in the archives I mocked the Dodgers relentlessly for that extension they gave Kershaw because they didn't need to do it because they had enough talent to get to this point without him because uh, there would have been enough talent to get get those uh, uh, regular season wins. But, hey, it, it, it is what it is. But Andrew Friedman, one way or the other, is the architect of a World Series champion. It's official now because the fingerprints of what Tampa had, you know, even with him being gone uh, for a number of years now, they are still executing the same game plan and strategies that he instilled years ago. None of this is changing. So his fingerprints are all over this. This is this is a uh, analytics, uh, sabermetrics-driven World Series. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So at the end of the day, he ends up being the big winner because you know even with a Tampa victory, doesn't detract from what the thought process was. And again, a lot of these squads, especially the Yankees, these teams, you know, especially the Yankees and Cashman, they got put on notice yet again that what they're doing isn't good enough. Bottom line. So, you know, they can say whatever they want, but what Tampa's doing right now, what the Dodgers have shown, that's what's in vogue. But at the same time, there were various ways of kind of mitigating some of the advantages that they tend to do by going by the analytics. And Dusty Baker exposed some of that with some of his calls during uh, during the ALCS. And I hope that doesn't go by the wayside for some of these teams watching, that you don't have to strictly commit to the analytics only. But... With that being said, uh, let me uh, switch gears and talk about uh, Monday Night Football uh, because we've got a dual slate coming up uh, with uh, two games between the delayed uh, Bills-Chiefs game that's going to come on at 5 o'clock and then the nighttime actual Monday Night Football game between Arizona and Dallas, you know. I kind of look at this and, you know, the way I'm envisioning this slate, it's going to come down to 
what cheap plays can you make work uh between uh the uh the two games uh so you know i i'm looking at it from the standpoint of if you can somehow get the right combination of kc players and run it back with you know some Andy Dalton exposure at QB just to save money. I think that's probably the optimal play. I think, you know, the system will probably say, you know, play uh, Josh Allen, but I really think that the play should be going towards, uh, uh, playing, um, it should be going towards, uh, playing uh, uh Andy Dalton. That that's just the way I'm envisioning this uh kind of uh circling out. The interesting thing is you know where does Zeke fall into the mix? Because I, I do think at a certain point Ezekiel Elliott has to be in the build. It's just more of a matter of uh determining how we're going to build out this roster. But from my standpoint, I think the build should be Andy Dalton at QB. You know, he's cheap enough. It allows you to do a lot more with uh, 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 some uh, greater degree of flexibility. But I think you can uh, play with Andy Dalton, use Zeke, then start... uh, teaming up with uh, some of the folks that you may want in the mix. So I think CD lamb uh, should be in the mix as a, your wide receiver. I think he's established himself as a number one type receiver. The other uh, piece of it that I, I feel is uh, going to be uh, critical is uh, making sure that, you know, when you're playing CD lamb, you're essentially fading Amari Cooper altogether. You know, I I don't think, uh, you know, I think there's one of those where you kind of have to establish some protocols as to how you're building out your teams. But I don't think this is, Andy Dalton's not, uh, Andy Dalton's just not uh, one where, you know, he's going to spread the ball around to, uh, you know, one like uh, two like two main receivers. He's going to pick his favorite receiver. You know, in his Cleveland years, like he definitely made sure to get the ball to AJ Green. Now, some people would say that because of that, it should be even more likely he gravitates towards uh, throwing the ball to Mark Cooper. I'm not necessarily as sold on that uh, being. A guarantee. I think you may see uh, something more along the lines of he uses uh, like a gallop for deep plays, but then CD Lamb gets the intermediary plays, and then Amari Cooper ends up kind of going as a decoy. So I, I, you know, my take is the build I would go with is Andy Dalton at QB. Uh, you know, especially on DraftKings, he's fifty two hundred. Then. You use Chase Edmonds as uh, as a uh, your running back. Over, he's been getting more flow than Kenyon Drake. You know, I, I just look at it as a case where 
you know, I would play Edmonds. I may run it back with Drake, too. I, I still haven't decided yet um, fully how I'm going to go about it or if I'm going to use Devin Singletary. Um, but uh, I, I definitely like uh, Edmonds over Drake. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, there might, this might be his last chance to establish himself before Le'Veon Bell comes and takes his job. Because I really believe Le'Veon Bell is going to come and take his job. So uh, unless Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has uh, a monster game, monster game, I think he's going to lose his job. So you may see that performance uh, where he puts it all together and... I don't know, say, make his mark necessarily. It's a rookie, and it's just, you know, it's still a regular season game, but, you know, he has to make an indelible impression upon the coaching staff tonight unless he wants to uh, lose his uh, job outright to uh, Le'Veon Bell. Because Bell Bell is a more complete back at this stage. There's no, like, anyone that's going to argue that, I I mean, I I don't know what to tell you. So I, I will play... Uh, limited amount of Edwards Hilaire, but I may even double up on Arizona running backs or run Devin Singletary and hope he hope he has a, a long run, even if he might not get into the end zone for touchdown purposes because Josh Allen has been scrambling so much in the red zone. But you know that's where I'm looking at it. Uh, I already told you about Lamb and Gallup. I definitely want exposure to Stefan Diggs. I definitely want exposure to Travis Kelsey as the tight end. So, you know, how much money does that leave over? You're probably going to be stuck with playing Cowboys defense, uh, you know, when all is said and done. You know, it's not ideal. But defense really on a two-game slate is... You know, you're just hoping for a couple of sacks here and there. But um, by and large, you, you kind of already have your plays. And if they're going to go off, the other team's got to score too. So your defense becomes even less valuable. So I, I just look at it from that standpoint that, you know, the defense is going to get scored on. Dallas doesn't have a good defense. They're going to give up points. You know, it is what it is. But, um Yeah. That's where I kind of look at this slate is trying to see how I can get different combinations of uh, certain backs. But, um, you know, could you play uh, Tyree Kill in there and, you know, Kelsey together? Don't play them with Mahomes, which would be a little bit strange, but then still be able to fit in Zeke. Yeah. That that's also possible too. I wouldn't recommend to do in that way because if you're going to play uh, Tyreek and Kelsey together, you should be pairing them with Mahomes for the touchdown equity uh, portion of it. But stranger things have happened, so that's where I'm going to leave things off. It's already late, so uh, I'm going to close it up for the night. But uh, thank you for listening. Good luck. Uh, with everything tomorrow and uh, until next time have a good one thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast be sure to like and subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, google podcasts and all other major outlets
Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.